0: thank you so much for joining me. This is Tia, the incoming autie, and I'm here with episode six, which is going to be the next part in my journey. If you haven't already listened to episodes one through to five, then I would suggest that you go back and listen to those, otherwise you might get a little bit confused. So where was I? Well, I just got to the stage where my pre-assessment had come back as negative, as not autistic, and I was super upset. And not only that, but I didn't really feel like I had told my story yet. So I'd had all these forms, and then my parents had an interview, which I sort of joined in with, but not a lot. And no one had actually asked me any questions yet. And I was just thinking, this is crazy. How can that be a pre-assessment when, yeah, okay, I've been asked questions, but they were very, very prescriptive. So you could only answer what was written on the paper. So you couldn't clarify anything or embellish any answers. You could only give the answers that they'd put down. And then, as I said, my parents were interviewed, but then I didn't really... Get my chance to say much in that either. So I just thought, how can they assess me without talking to me? This is really crazy. Um, And so I thought, well, I'm going to go ahead with the next part of the assessment anyway. So I messaged the lady that was doing my assessment and I thanked her for what she'd done so far. And I said, if I would like to go ahead with the next part of the assessment, will that be okay? Uh, or, or, you know, is that a no, and therefore I can't do anymore? And she said, no, no, you can carry on and do the next part if you want to. That's entirely up to you, and it's fine if you want to. So I said, okay, fine, right, let's, let's carry on. Let's do the rest. So then I had to wait another week or so um, for a face-to-face appointment, and I, I explained to her that the reason that I wanted to was because I just felt like I hadn't told my part of the story yet, And she said that was absolutely fair enough and invited me in for the next part, which was approximately a two hour interview. I say interview. It was partly an interview. I was asked lots of questions and I was acquired to do lots of different tasks as well. So I was super nervous before going to that part of the assessment and Do you know what? I didn't even really know what they were looking for. So there are some parts of this assessment where I knew the correct answer for autism, and there are some parts of it where I really, really didn't. And some parts of this, this last part of the assessment, really did confuse me. I have no, and I still don't know actually what they were looking for and what they weren't. Yeah, so I go into this little room with the lady. First time of actually meeting her face to face. So she put some things out on the table and she said there was this sort of puzzle and I had to put some shapes onto this piece of paper, which had the shapes outlined on it already. I just had to put some of the shapes into this shape that was on the paper. And then she said, I've got some more, so let me know when you're ready and I'll give them to you. So I put them where I thought they should go. And then I asked for some more and then did the rest. And, and that was that. I, I still have absolutely no idea what that was testing for. Then I think there were some questions about my life and and stuff. And I had the chance to talk a little bit. Um then there was a little break. And she asked me if I wanted something to eat. And I was just like, no, I really, really don't. But I didn't actually explain my reasons. I just said, no, thank you. I mean, the reason was is that Well, I wasn't really hungry. It would be weird, I think, as well for me to eat. And she wasn't. Also, the room was silent. And although my noise sensitivity is usually to do with other people, if the room is dead silent and I'm the one crunching or eating, then that would drive me crazy as well. So (laughs) I was like, no, I don't need that right now. So I said, no. And she said, "Okay, well, just I'm going to put some of these little toy things out on the table. Some of them were toys. They were like little games, um, just basically sensory things to hold and play with. She said, you can feel free to explore any of these. Um, I'm just going to finish this bit of paperwork and then we'll continue. She didn't leave the room. She stayed in the room. And I don't know what that was assessing for either. (laughs) I guess she may have sort of set that up so it it was totally made to sound like she just needed a quick break to catch up on taking notes and if I wanted to sit there and eat something then while she did that then that was fine and if I didn't then I could just you know explore these items that were on the table um which I did I did pick up a couple of them and have a little look while she was doing her notes I very, very much doubt that that was a true break for her. I I really suspect that she was watching me to find out what I did and look at what I did. But yeah, I again, I don't know why or or what the assessment criteria for that bit was. But it was it was a strange scenario to be in. So that it didn't last very long anyway. And she came back. Well, I say she came back. She just, you know, her attention was brought back to me. And then we carried on and she asked me lots and lots of other questions where I was only able to give the answers that they had written down. So it's one of those survey type things where it's, you know, never, once in a while, all the time, every day, that kind of thing. So I had to answer loads of those questions. and But the good thing was, although that was the same as the paper questions, at least I could check with her. So you know, some of the paper questions were really tricky because I was like, well, does it mean this or does it mean that? Does it mean this kind of thing or that kind of thing? And there was no one to ask. So I had to just make a best guess. Whereas at least this was in person and I could say, well, I sort of do this. Is that what you're asking? And then she would help me a little bit in understanding the question because I do sometimes struggle with understanding questions. If they're not specific enough, then. I get confused and I have to try and figure out what that person means and what that person wants to know and that was a little bit tricky with some of the questions but luckily she was there so I was able to ask her and I had to do this really weird thing there was this story book with no words in it and I had to go through the book look at the pictures and tell the story and that was um interesting I suppose I don't really have much of an imagination that I still don't know if that is an naughty thing or not. are we I know there is always questions about uh like imaginative play and stuff Now are we supposed to be good at that or not good at that because I I don't know and I'm definitely not good at it never have been I was never an an imaginative play child I was more of a puzzle play child. Uh, I think I've talked about that before. So I've never been good at using my imagination. So I struggled a little bit with the book, but there were pictures there. So I just basically described the pictures and I said a few things about what I thought might have been going on and having no idea what they were looking for. I don't know whether the answers I gave went for or against me on that one. There are a few other bits to the assessment. And like I said, it lasted around two hours. It was really nerve wracking for me because I'd come out as not autistic for the pre-assessment. I was convinced that I was. So I was almost trying to make a good impression, but whilst also really not having much of a clue what what she was looking for. So it was really nerve wracking. And at the end of it, I knew I wasn't going to get an answer straight away. But she asked me if I had any questions for her. And I said, well, do you get many people that go on to do the second part of the assessment after the pre-assessment has come out as negative? And she said, no, no, I don't get many. But sometimes people do. And I'm glad that you did. And I didn't question or anything else on that. And I just went away and did a little dance in my head because... I took that as to mean that she was glad that I had because the next part of the assessment had clearly come out that I was autistic so that's how I interpreted her saying that but I didn't know if I was right and she told me that the results would be with me within a week so now I just had to go home and wait and wait and wait some more which was horrible. I hate waiting. I have like no patience. I mean, I say that. I do have some patience when it comes to some things. Like I'm quite a good teacher and I have quite a lot of patience with people when I'm teaching them. But when it comes to waiting for something, waiting for results, uh, waiting to go somewhere or something like that, then no, I don't, I hate it. That like waiting at all so i was super pleased when i got an email from her less than 48 hours later to say that she'd collaborated is that, no that's not the right word is it collated <laughs> all of my results and um, the final result was in i didn't have to wait a week after all and i think she kind of saw like how eager i was and i told her how the last time i had to wait for the results i was just like so nervous and I just couldn't concentrate on anything else. So I think she purposely did them a bit quicker for me, which was lovely. And the results came in. I got a approximately 15 page report, which is a crazy amount and it uses I've you know I've still got it, so I'll talk about it in the present tense. I've it uses loads of words and language that I don't understand. It's a bit clinical. But the overall outcome of the whole assessment was that I was autistic. For me, it was classified as autistic with level one needs. As far as I'm aware, there's level one, level two and level three. And I'm level one, which I think in the past has been called Asperger's or high functioning autism. But I don't think those terms well I know Asperger's isn't used anymore but I don't know whether high functioning ever was like officially used and now is not used um but I know people don't like that that way of saying it anyway so I I don't say it that way I was just trying to um clarify for those that may have heard of those other terms so yeah autistic with level one needs and oh my goodness yeah I cried again you probably got that from what I've said before but do you know what I thought that I would run around the house and like scream in happiness and you know woohoo and high five and all that kind of stuff but I was actually quite calm when I read it I was so nervous when I opened up the document and then I kind of skipped through it till I just got to the conclusion and when I read that I it was just like I know (laughs) I can't believe I had to convince somebody else that I was but I know that I am. So that just makes sense for me. I was happy, but I wasn't over the moon, like ecstatic and popping open the champagne kind of happy. And that's what I thought was going to happen. To be honest, it was just more of a confirmation and a relief of something that I already knew. So I went back and read over the report a bit more in a bit more detail and i had to watch some youtube videos on how to interpret the results as well because i just didn't know what some of these criteria and things meant so i did that which helped a little bit and yeah the various bits and pieces in there as i said with the pre-assessment i was borderline on a couple of things i came out as autistic on one or two things and then not autistic on one or two things as well i can't remember how many parts there are to the pre-assessment but it was kind of almost 50 50 but just on the side of not autistic so that's why i got that result Um, but she said that given that i was sort of an only child as a child basically i have older brothers and sisters that are quite a bit older and she said so that can fudge the results a little bit because your parents don't have anyone to compare you to. So if there's two children growing up, and this is a really interesting point, if there are two children and they're close in age, then you have one for comparison against the other. And autism might stand out a bit more because it would look different to the child that did not have it. Whereas only children and unique children in my case, where I had brothers and sisters, but also an only child, it might not crop up because there's nothing to compare against. Also, she said that she agreed that it might have been more useful to be able to speak to my nan. Obviously, that's not possible. And that it was clear that my parents were quite busy setting up a business when I was little, and and they were a bit distracted by that. Not to say that I was ignored or anything like that. I wasn't. But as I've said before, I don't think I need to explain it again. You know, I spent a lot of time with my nan and so she may have been able to pick up on a few things. And do you know what? I think she did. I think she did pick up on definitely on some of my sensitivities. You know, we just didn't know what autism was in the 80s. And I'm sure that she didn't know what it was. So... There was nothing to say about it. The fact that I was sensitive, I was just sensitive and that was that. But I think she definitely knew that and definitely picked up on some differences, but never actually strung them all together and thought that there was a problem. I guess because there wasn't really a problem, you know, I was doing okay and there was nothing to flag up. That's why she said that the initial results could have been a little bit (laughs) skew-whiff. Does anybody else say that? Skew-whiff? I don't know there were some advisory things in there to tell work if you want to there's some things that can make work easier for you again there were the advisories that I should get counselling and ongoing therapy to help deal with the diagnosis and the depression which is definitely something I plan to do so there we have it I am autistic yay (laughs) yay me I'm part of the tribe, so I'm happy about that. I knew that I was, but I needed that diagnosis. And some people don't. I know there are a lot of people out there that suspect that they might be, or they have traits that place them on the spectrum, and they're not too bothered about a diagnosis. And that's absolutely fine. And to be honest, I envy those people a little bit, but I'm just like, nope, I have to know. I absolutely have to know. So I went out got my diagnosis. (laughs) And that's where I'm going to leave it for today, guys. So thank you so much for listening. Please share, like, subscribe, comment, do everything you can to show some love for the podcast. That would be wonderful. Thank you. And I will speak to you again next time. Take care. Bye bye.